Welcome back. You're listening to the Sis You're Doing Okay podcast. I'm your host, Desiree, and this is episode 54. Hey, sis, how are you? I hope you're doing well. Listen, I cannot believe we are at the end of this burnout series. Today, we're going to have a conversation an interview with an amazing guest. But first, let's talk about this for a second. I really do hope that uh, these last four episodes have been helpful. The reason why I wanted to do a focus on burnout is because, like I mentioned last week, uh, there was a time where I lived with both depression and burnout and had absolutely no clue that's what we were working with. And so this conversation, this topic focus is really near and dear my heart because I look at this as an opportunity to pay it forward because if I had known the things that I know now about burnout and depression, you better believe I would have done something about it a lot more quickly. So I do hope, my dear sister, that if this is something that you are dealing with or living with or somebody that you know is living with or dealing with it, now you have some more insight and a little bit more information on how you can support them or support yourself. Anyway, so I have invited this lovely sister that I met on Instagram because remember back in 2020 when the world was closed down and everybody was meeting everybody online? Well, yes, I met her then and immediately I was drawn to her and I couldn't quite understand why. Um, The name of this episode is called Smiling Through the Chaos And that's because that's what my guest did. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Her name is Marissa. I should have told you that last because I really want you to remember that. But here we're going to just go for it. She is an ordained pastor. Okay. She has her master of theology and is currently working on her master of divinity at Denver Seminary. So let's just take a break right there. If anybody has the potential to burn out it's probably going to be her, right? (laughs) Anyway, she is currently teaching theology at E4 Bible College, and she's served in Central Eurasia and France as a missionary with multiple church plants across the United States. Listen, my girl is doing the most for the kingdom of God. Can I get an amen? Now, this episode um, is not necessarily a sermon, okay? Because I know I said she's a pastor and I told you she got a lot of theology under her belt. But this conversation, while it does include scripture, is sharing more about her experience at with burnout in leadership. Marissa is super passionate about the local church and she wants to see others discover the truth of scripture. When she's not sipping on iced coffee or writing about theology as the caffeinated theologian, she can most likely be found busting the moves on the dance floor and laughing out loud with her favorite people. Now, just reading that bio, I just figured it out. This is why, this is why I was captivated by her. One coffee, two dance moves, yes. Three, laughing out loud. That basically is me in a nutshell, isn't it? Right? Anyway, I am super excited to share this conversation with you. It was so easy to talk to her. This conversation is honest. 
It's insightful. Marissa shares from the depth of her experiences. And as I read to you just now, she has a lot. Um, And how she dealt with burnout, how she missed the signs of burnout and why, and what she does now to prevent that from happening in her life again. All right, so let's get into this conversation with Marissa Price. Let's go. Hi, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm excited to have you. Probably start with a little bit of an introduction. Who are you? (laughs) (laughs) What a great question. (laughs) And the one we all hate to answer, right? Right? (laughs) Who am I? Um, So I'm Marissa. And um, if you see me on social media, you'd know me as the caffeinated theologian, but uh, I'm just Marissa mm-hmm. and <laughs> I, um, I'm passionate about the church. I'm passionate about ministry. I've been in some form of ministry or uh, ministry leadership serving or employed mm-hmm. mixture of all the things since I was in middle school. And so mm-hmm. the church is something that I love and um, I'm passionate about seeing the church become mm-hmm. um, who God wants us to be, right? And who we're called to be. And so that means a lot of things, but I've served um, in local churches as an admin. I've served overseas in missions. Mm-hmm. Um, and currently I actually, I have a virtual assistant company. Um, so, you know, in some ways that is ministry because because I get to work with so many different people, but at the same time, like I'm serving in my church um, mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. I like to ask some hot button questions just to get people, you know, thinking and to hear what your thoughts are about these subjects. And I yeah. picked, I want to ask you first and foremost, Starbucks <laughs> or local bistros? Ooh, <laughs> um, you know, it, I, I feel like I kind of cycle through this where sometimes okay. I'm really on a local coffee shop get, uh, you know, like I have to have that all the time. Mm-hmm. And then more recently though, it has been Starbucks. So really? hopefully people don't come, don't come for me for saying <laughs> that, but <laughs> I've been a big fan. <laughs> Funny, I, you know, I, sometimes I make my own, sometimes mm-hmm. I get Starbucks recently. It has been Starbucks though, because of their shake and espresso, mm. uh, brown sugar, shake and espresso, yeah, iced. All it. always mm-hmm. iced. I don't care what time of year it is. My coffee is always iced really? and top it with a little of their cold foam. Oh, so good. Okay. I <laughs> so mean, good. Personally, I think I've kind of come off the Starbucks train. Um, just yeah, I make my own coffee, and I feel like my coffee tastes better. But listen, that's okay, not see, that's the way here. to do it. Honestly, that's more budget friendly, anyway, right? But you know what? Whatever. It's really not, not a. It's not a salvation issue, anyway. That's right. That's um, right. All right. So the reason why we are here now that we've got all the introductions out of the way, um, yeah. we are going to be talking about burnout. Okay, mm-hmm. and. Uh, being a woman in ministry, uh, I'm sure that you know that burnout is a thing. I mean, you've probably seen yeah. it or you've probably experienced it. So yeah. how would you describe or define burnout? Yeah. Um, you know, when I think about burnout, I think of almost a chronic stress, right? Where you're just constantly being emotionally, physically, mentally you're just being worn on. Right. And it's just, it leads to this exhaustion, um, by this excessive and ongoing stress. And I think, you know, it's funny because in the nonprofit world, um, or in the ministry world, 
you might hear it called compassion fatigue. Mm. Um, but in my mind, they're, they're very similar, if not the same thing. Um, I think we probably define it that way because we think because there's so much just like, oh, we feel like we are responsible for other people. Mm -hmm. And this could be in any realm of work or ministry or whatever it might be, but it's just this constant, like you're giving, you're giving, you're giving, and you're Mm -hmm. never, um, either setting the right boundaries in place. And Carrie Newhoff, um, has what he calls the nine signs of leadership burnout. I don't know if you've heard of them, but I remember when I was probably a year or two ago, just thinking through burnout because I felt like it was kind of coming on in my Mm -hmm. own life and like, Mm -hmm. how do I avoid this? Because Mm -hmm. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling some of those symptoms setting in and, and I don't, you know, I can't quote all nine of them, but if you Google it, it'll come up, you know, I'm sure right away, but there were things like, you know, some of the signs and symptoms can be, are you consistently feeling emotionally numb? Are you checked out? Are the things that used to bring you joy and fulfillment? Are you just over it? Like, are the tiny things getting under your skin and making you irritable or angry when really they are outside of this context would have never been a big deal. You know, things like that, where Mm -hmm. are you becoming cynical and frustrated with people when usually you love to be around them and just, you know, things like that, where it's just these little symptoms that kind of start seeping in where you're like, I don't feel like me right now. Mm -hmm. That to me is kind of, um, what I have experienced and seen in other people as burnout. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you did kind of allude to it that you were starting to get to a place of burnout. Did you yeah. actually, have you ever experienced burnout? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I, I think I've experienced it in varying degrees, like mm-hmm. some more severe than others. Mm-hmm. And there's really only one instance that I can point to and say like, that was burnout to the point that I just I was over everything. You know, I was like, I'm out ministry, peace out, like (laughs) all of these things, but, but definitely I've experienced it for sure. And, and let me tell you, no two week vacation can fix a weary soul. Like that's Mm -hmm. not going to break cycles and routines Mm -hmm. that we've gotten ourselves into. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's definitely a bigger conversation than like, I'll just take a break. It's not, it's so much more, uh, deep than that, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. It's like seeing somebody with like their arm hanging off and saying, Oh, just put a band on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. You'll well, be fine. <laughs> you need a little bit more than that at this point. Yeah. So yep. what, what do you think was happening that led to this place of like, you know what, I'm over life and all of the yeah. moment? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like I said, it's kind of been in varying degrees, but mm-hmm. this one situation, um, I was, you know, and it's funny. Maybe people aren't surprised by this, but anymore when mm-hmm. I say, oh, I was working for a church when this mm-hmm. happened. Right. Which is, it feels like that should be the last place that this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, you know, in the church serving to an insane degree, um, paid on staff, mm-hmm. but putting in hours that were far beyond what was on that paycheck, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, and that's hard anyway, right? Like, where mm-hmm. is the boundary? Where are we serving? Where are we working? And where has it just become like, we aren't even ourselves anymore. Like, are we even giving from anything? So, so that was kind of the, the context, I guess, of mm-hmm. what was going on. I was just mm-hmm. serving, I was on staff and yet there were these leadership dynamics happening as well, where I, there was a lot of me feeling like I didn't have choices in what I was doing. A lot of me feeling like I just was out of control. And so, mm-hmm. um, I think, and it just, it just slowly built to this point where I remember once, um, I went home, 
I, you know, I was living in a different state and I went home to visit my family in Iowa and, and I, th- I actually think it was for my grandma's funeral. So mm-hmm. it was like this emotional, right? Like stuff's going on in life. And I was home to be with family and, um, and yet while I was even home receiving mm-hmm. like messages and things like that from the church of like, or feeling like I was still obligated to be doing for things mm-hmm. for them, um, while I was supposed to be with my family and, you know, things like that. And then, um, being at the airport and I was about to return. Mm-hmm. And so knowing I was going back to this work situation where I had already felt like I am so worn out. And, and I think I would have just called it stress at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm just stressed. Like mm-hmm. I, it's just too much. And, um, and we were at the airport and there was like this dog barking in the background of like, you know, just some cute little dog that some family's trying to bring on their vacation with them or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. it just wouldn't stop barking. Wouldn't stop barking. It was bark, 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 bark. And I was standing with my family trying to say goodbye. And it was like, all these emotions were just like building in me. And that is so not me. Like, if you know me, I'm like, yeah. oh, dog, like so cute, you know, and everything's not really that big of a deal. Mm-hmm, like usually mm-hmm. I'm just really go with the flow, but I was just in this emotional state where I, I just. I kind of broke and I started sobbing and my mom was like, this stuff doesn't usually like bother you. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I, I don't want to go back. Like, that's all I could say is I don't want to go back. Wow. And I had to go back. And so mm-hmm. I boarded that plane mm-hmm. and my family was like devastated. Cause they're like, I've never seen you like this in this point. Cause you love ministry. Mm-hmm. You love mm-hmm. working in the church. You love serving. And this is so not you. Mm-hmm. And so when I, and I, I went back and things just kind of started to unravel more and more. And it was just like this really extreme situation that like, we don't have time to go into, but Mm. um, I just felt so broken and I felt so overwhelmed. And I, I remember having moments where I was like, I just was so over everything and Mm. maybe even to the point of like it leading into depression, right. Where I just, I didn't, I was numb to everything. And so I think that can go hand in hand with burnout. And, but that was my experience of just being like, wow, what, what in the world am I going to do? And, um, gosh, I could have, I could tell you story after story of things that happened in that work situation that Mm -hmm. were just, it just continually went on. And, and so it took a very extreme situation for me to even, feel like I had a way out and to Mm -hmm. say like, I'm leaving. And, um, I actually moved out of the state even, Wow! (laughs) and just, it was a very dramatic situation. And, and, and yet even leaving and I was back home with my family for a while. This is right before I was about to go overseas Mm -hmm. to do missions. And I was like, I don't even know if I want to do that anymore, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was going to go spend a year in central Eurasia. And I was like, I don't, I, I have nothing to give. I have nothing to give. So why in the world would I think that I could do ministry when I feel so broken myself? And, Mm. and that in that season, God really had to work on my heart and it took healing. It took a healing process Mm -hmm. for me to get back to the place where I'm like, okay, I don't have to serve out of a place of perfection, but I do need to serve out of a place of wholeness. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, we need to take care of what's going on in our own hearts and heal the brokenness in ourselves and the burnout and like all these things that I've just been wearing on us and say, okay, where have I been maybe misplacing my focus? Right. Right. Because man, my work situation before, was it about people pleasing more than trying to serve God, you know, and feeling like a lot of it was on me to mm-hmm. help people or to serve a ministry or to do my job or whatever it is. 
that it just, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and that wasn't necessarily supposed to be there in the first place anyway. Right. So, you know, there's so many different elements, but I think, um, I don't know why people are necessarily surprised when like, especially people in ministry burnout, because I think it's almost like a perfect storm because, um, your heart is to serve the Lord with like everything you have. Right. Yeah. And a lot of the times, and I think I've heard it time and time again, what ends up happening is we start to violate our own personal boundaries and we start to go beyond what we know we are supposed to be doing because we're like, Oh, it's for God, but it's for God though, but it's for God. But, and then it's, it gets a little bit blurry because there's a time where it starts off. Like I think of the Galatians, it starts off in the spirit and it Mm kind of drifts over into like fleshly pursuits because now we're like, well, if I don't do this, then so-and-so is going to think that I'm not really serving God. Well, like it's so easy. It's like a tricky space, right? Yes. Oh Um, my gosh. Yeah. And then I, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be like, boundaries is like this thing that I'm really working on right now. And I think the main reason why we burn out is because we don't set proper boundaries, right? Yeah, absolutely. Especially there's a double whammy for us as women and women in ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the times we're expected to just be nice. Yeah. Anything don't rock. (laughs) Just say yes and smile. Thank God that we're here kind of thing. Right. Yes. Right. Um, And then because a lot of people don't understand that boundaries are, are like, necessary when we try to enact our boundaries like what why does she have an attitude about that right 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 so like I I totally understand what you're talking about and for me my context is like as a mom right Mm um I feel like it's kind of the same sometimes like I don't know like I feel guilty if I say no to my kids or I'm always giving giving them because I think that's what I'm supposed to be doing and that's where I experienced my burnout Um, I think for the first seven years of like my children's lives, my first one, at least I was like crispy toast all the time, (laughs) like always burnt out. (laughs) Um, and, and like you said, depression and burnout go hand in hand. They're like best friends, right? I almost feel like burnout is the gateway to depression. Most of the time. Absolutely. So, um, why don't you tell me about what you did when you realized that you needed to get healthy? What was the process of regaining that health and desire for doing ministry or life in general? Yeah. Um, you know, and this, you know, kind of from the last question that it really bleeds into this question as Mm -hmm. well, but just, um, and as you're talking about, even as a mom, there's so much pressure that we put on ourselves to have it all together Mm -hmm. and in ministry and motherhood, like whatever it might be, we feel like we're weak if we need help. Right. We feel like, man, if I don't have this, um, if I don't have this all together, then who even am I? Right. Like, put this pressure on ourselves, I think too. Um, because wow, heaven forbid someone say, man, I'm struggling with depression or I'm struggling with dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. And people are looking at you as their leader. And mm-hmm. we think that mm-hmm. they'll look at us and invalidate us, right? Like, oh, yeah. you're not valuable. You're not worth as much as I thought you were before mm-hmm. just because we're trying to be transparent or vulnerable because we are human beings. Like we all, we all need support. We need help. We need, nice. um, to take care of our souls. And, um, and so anyway, with all of that, I think it 
some of it is getting over our pride and saying mm-hmm. like, I'm going to ask for help, but I need help. And some of it is letting people minister to us also, you know? Yes. And, and so, but in my, you know, personal life and the way that I've seen this kind of work out, I think it was just kind of pausing, um, hitting the pause button on ministry for a little while. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I was preparing to go overseas when this big, you know, kind of break had happened. And I was, you know, part of me was like, oh, this is my way out, but burnout's going to follow you if you don't fix those Mm -hmm. things. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I felt like I was just, like I said before, I just felt so broken and, um, and I went anyway, even though I was like, I don't know if I have anything to give, but Mm -hmm. I, you know, felt like I was supposed to go. And so I went and, um, while I was there, there were these amazing people that were actually a part of the missions organization um, who their whole uh, role was called member care. And so their role on the field was to um, meet with new missionaries who were coming onto the field, or if they were about to leave, kind of walk them through that transition process, because that alone, like, even if life is good, like mm-hmm. transitioning to a d- different culture, different language, like all these things, it's just, it's it, that alone can lead to burnout. Right. And just mm-hmm. all these changes. And so, um, so their role was to support us and, and they were counselors. And so, um, not even knowing (laughs) that I would be landing overseas and walking into a counseling situation right away. And that was what my heart needed. Like, I think it, I know that all of these things kind of lined up to be like, okay, you're going to get there. And I know you don't have anything to give right now and that's okay Mm -hmm. because you're going to keep serving, but this is how your heart is going to start healing. So you just being able to open up and become super, um, honest with where I was at and mm-hmm. talking to these people who I knew well, their only role was to kind of hear me out and walk me through how to heal. And that was my first experience. You know, all those years in ministry, I had never gone to a counselor or a therapist before. Mm-hmm. I probably should have, I don't know. <laughs> Most of us probably should. Yeah, And you know, <laughs> even if it is just kind of for that ongoing support, like, yeah. So for me, that was my first experience with that. And I walked away from it seeing the, the high value of having somebody to talk to in your life. And so, um, for me, that's where it started. They, you know, would walk me through little practices or tools and things to kind of reconnect again with like, what are you passionate about? Why are you doing this? Like get back down to the why instead of the what, like if, all of this left tomorrow and you couldn't do ministry. Like, who are you outside Mm -hmm. of that? Where's your identity really? Um, Because it's, if it's in what you're doing, then it's in a lot of the wrong places, you know? So, so even just learning that, right. Mm -hmm. Getting down to Mm -hmm. the foundation of like, what do I believe? Who am I? Who is God? Mm -hmm. And recognizing how he's been with me this entire time whether or not I'm choosing to kind of recognize that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think it's really godlike, of course, to do mm-hmm. these things. Like you are at the end of your absolute rope yeah. and you're like, I'm still going to go serve God. Yeah. And then God's like, <laughs> well, first you're going to have to sit down a little bit. Okay. Here's yeah. what we're going to do. When you get there, you're going to go into counseling because that's what you need right now. Yes. But oh, I, my gosh. the flip side of that is it's almost as if that was like a preparation to get you to the end of your rope so that you could receive that help. Like, yeah, you think that if you weren't so like depleted that you would actually appreciate that counseling or would you think that you were okay in your own strength? Right. 
Right. I mean, so much of so much of ministry, like we already said, right? How it's yeah. like we're we feel like we have to have it together. Mm-hmm. Like it, even if I'm falling apart on the inside, mm-hmm. just keep it all together on yep. the outside. And actually, it was at that church that I was um, working at that. One of the pastors once even said to me, he's like, me and my wife were talking once and we were like, Marissa smiles her way through chaos. And at the time, at the time, I took that as a compliment. I was like, wow, like I saw it as a strength, you know, where, where now I look back to that and I was like, wow, like that's actually that's pretty messed up. Yeah. (laughs) That's not good. And I feel like as women, we do that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, we just we're like, okay, we'll just we're just gonna muscle through this and see where we end up. Um, and so that's goes right into our next question. What is your stance on the fake it till you make it messaging? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Again, going from that, you know, the last question into this one, and I just thinking, um, that we are not fooling anyone, right? The fact that somebody's told me that I smile my way through chaos mm-hmm. means that they saw that I was trying to smile my way there through chaos. Go, right. So yeah. I think this, you know, the fake it till you make it messaging. Um, I jokingly say it all the time, right? In mm-hmm. in work and stuff, it's like I don't ever really know what I'm doing, but I'm just kind of I'm just trying, you know, like we're mm-hmm. gonna Google solutions, we're gonna do it, we're gonna seek out help when we need it, whatever. Yeah. But really the fake it till you make it comes down to so much more than that, right? Mm-hmm. If it's in our personal lives, if it's in ministry, um, that we think that we can fake it till we make it, but most of the time we're just being fake, right? <laughs> we're just being fake. You better say that. You just <laughs> say that again for the people in the back. <laughs> That's right. Because I, yeah, I mean, people see it. We're seeking validation by trying to feel like we have all the answers. We have it all together, but, mm-hmm. but honestly, you know, just reflecting on this, like it's, it's an idol really. Yep. Right. It's kind of the idol of self-sufficiency. It's saying mm-hmm. I've got it all together. I don't need you. I don't need God. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need any of these things to help me through, but who do we really think we're fooling? Probably just ourselves. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I'm going to, that's going to be like the sound clip for this episode. I, <laughs> yes. that one was, that one hit it. Um, <laughs> so it's true. Like we're just being fake at that yeah. point. Uh, people can see it. Right. Yeah, and who's really benefiting from it? Nobody. Because yeah, if people know no that one. you're faking, Not even ourselves. <laughs> no, we're not. Because we think we're okay and we're falling apart. We're smiling through yep. chaos. And yep, exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, obviously there are implications in this type of messaging for our, mm-hmm. our burnout symptoms. Um, because you are the caffeinated theologian, <laughs> we are going to talk about what scripture says yes. about burnout versus rest and like how it all is beneficial or mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Go ahead and drop them scriptures, girl. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, there, there are so many. And mm-hmm. at first I think, okay, does the Bible really talk about burnout? Um, I came across the story of Elijah recently mm-hmm. and you My know, favorite. all I the things, yep, like Elijah. if we, if we want to talk about burnout, yes. talk about overextending yourself, yes. <laughs> let's talk about Elijah for a second, because mm-hmm. he um, had just gotten done, right? Uh, calling down fire from heaven and doing all these amazing things for God. And he's prophesying and um, 
And then Jezebel finds out that he's killed all these false prophets and, and she's angry and sending death threats and he runs into the wilderness, right? So this like mighty man of God who has done all these amazing things, he runs into the wilderness and he tells God, take away my life. He tells God he wants to die. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. He literally, and he lays down under a tree and he yep. falls asleep mm-hmm. and, but this is what was really interesting to me is that he wakes up and it's not an angel saying, um, just get up and go back because I'll give you strength. The interesting response right away, which he could have done that, right? Mm -hmm. Like God can strengthen us and give us this supernatural ability to minister and serve in difficult seasons. Like Mm -hmm. he can, and he will do those things. Mm -hmm. And it's not always that, you know? So in this, he says, God, let me die. And he falls asleep. And he wakes up to an angel that just tells him to eat and drink. And he looks over and there's cake and there's water and he eats and he drinks and he goes back to sleep. I love it. I just, I just love that story so much. Like like it's the reason why I resonate with it so deeply is because I thought you just needed a snack. Like you just came (laughs) running from killing a whole bunch of people. You need a nap. And a snack. That's <laughs> just need rest, man. You need yeah. rest. Yeah. You need to eat, like take care of your physical body. Mm-hmm. And he goes back to sleep again. And the angel wakes him up and he tells him to eat and drink again. He mm-hmm. eats more, more cake. He drinks more, which I want to know what kind of cake it was. Like I want right. some of that cake, but he eats <laughs> and he drinks. And then, and then the angel says, now go meet with God. Mm-hmm. So he goes, he eats, he drinks, he goes on this journey, he meets with God. And then he goes back into ministry. And that's when we see him discipling Elisha and mm-hmm. all of the other things that happen, you know, but, but this little window of time where he's so overwhelmed, he's so over it that he literally wants to die. Mm-hmm. And um, I, we cannot survive very long if we're not taking care of even just our physical body in some of those moments. Like mm-hmm. we need um, spiritual, emotional, physical, mental, all of those things to be working mm-hmm. together in out of a place of wholeness or we will not get very far. Absolutely. And, and so that, that is just such an interesting example. But then of course, again, like let's look at Jesus and the disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, we see multiple examples of him stepping away from ministry to rest and telling the, the, the disciples to step away from ministry and to rest. And mm-hmm. uh, just before the feeding of the 5,000, uh, Jesus, which is in Mark six, Jesus says, you know, go by yourselves to a secluded place and rest for a while because they had just been doing ministry. Like they're at this point where they're being recognized and people are following them and they're drawing a crowd and they didn't even, it says in the Bible, it says that they didn't even have time to eat. Mm-hmm. Like they're just so busy again, right? Just take, eat a snack, take a, take a nap. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that might be oversimplifying it, but they went away on the boat to be secluded but their rest was interrupted again by a crowd. And that's when the feeding of the 5,000 takes place. So it's interesting that rest is always paired with like, it doesn't mean the busyness stops, but it means that you're taking the moment away. Um, And then right after the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus again tells the disciples to get on a boat and leave. And he goes to a mountain to pray. Mm -hmm. So it's like rest ministry rest, like the bookends of that event, this miraculous event were rest Mm -hmm. and getting away and praying and, and being in a secluded place. And I think we could learn a lot from trying to emulate that pattern. Yes. And you know what, I think, 
Um, so there's like this little, you know, those real audios where it's like, repeat after me. <laughs> but napping is for lazy people, like something like that. Yeah. But it, like, and that's kind of like a mentality that this capitalist society adheres yeah. to. Like, you right. can't you just grind. The grind never ends. The hustle never mm-hmm. sleeps. No, but even at the end of creation, on the seventh day, God rested. Yeah, and God yeah, is the yeah. God let's of go all back creation. to page one. <laughs> right, <laughs> it all started there too. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And God of all yeah. creation rested. Yeah. We, who are we to think that we can keep on hustling and not ever rest? Like rest yeah. is imperative, right? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think that's why we burn out because we refuse to rest. We think, mm-hmm. oh, if I just stay up to, and I'm talking about myself when I say <laughs> this, okay. So yeah. I'm not from a high horse here. Um, yep. Like I get into these patterns sometimes where, okay, I have insomnia, so, but that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do it to myself um, yeah. where I'm just like, I just need to say, okay, yeah, it's 3.30, but, um, and I have to wake up at five to make sure I work out and uh, have quiet time with God. Um, Okay, just another 20 minutes and 20 minutes turns into it's five o'clock in the morning now when you're supposed to be waking up, but you're still awake. And it's just like, and I think that I'm being productive by doing that. Yeah. What I'm actually doing is burning past my limitations and then yeah. wondering why the the next day or that same day because I'm still awake um why I am a irritable mess why right. I can't stand anybody don't look at me don't even smell in my direction like yep. I don't want to see anything and then I'm just <laughs> yeah. like why am I so wired why am I yep. and we forget that God said that you know even when we're sleeping he's watching over us so we can just rest yeah. right yeah. um and so I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> what it's so good though. <laughs> it's so good. You know, and in, in Matthew, Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary yes. and heavy laden. I mm. will give you rest. Yes. Take my yoke. Learn from me. You know, mm. I will give, you will find rest for your souls. Mm. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. And then in Psalms, mm. when we hear uh, to cease striving and know that he is God, like there, there's so much, man, I feel like we miss that so much, don't we? Where we, mm-hmm. we, we know those verses mm-hmm. we've heard them a thousand times yep, absolutely. and yet <laughs> we don't take them to heart. Right. We, we think that rest is just for everyone else who's tired. Like mm-hmm. we need rest. We can't minister out of a place of emptiness. Mm-hmm. We can't even function in our own daily lives and relationship with God. Right. Like let's get back to the foundations of it mm-hmm. that we need rest. We need to restore our own souls mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. connect with the creator who is the only one that can give us true rest. That's right. Yeah. It's not about vacation or going to a spa for an yeah. afternoon. Cause that's right? not going to fix it. Mm-hmm. Because, <laughs> because truthfully, it. when I go away for a weekend on a retreat, yeah. the yeah. last day of the retreat is the worst because I know I'm going back to real life. Yes. <laughs> and oh then, my goodness. So, yeah. You're back to reality. Exactly. Yeah. And then there's that, that re-entry time where it's just like, oh, everything's so hard again. But mm-hmm. um, I also think of, um, since we're talking about different parts of the Bible that encourage rest um, yeah. and try to keep us away from burnout. I think of like um, when Mos- Moses and his mm-hmm. father, and I was like, you are not serving yourself or the people yeah. well. You need yep. to, you need to, you can't be doing this because you're going to make yourself yeah. sick. Right. Yep. Um, and 
I feel like, again, like you said, we miss that. Like even yeah. in scripture, it's like, you can't, you don't have to do everything. Like right. you can delegate, you can yep. be the, like the last step of the process where if you really need to talk to me, then come see me. But there's other people yeah. who can handle these things too, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, um, what do you do to prioritize your rest, your health and well-being? Mm-hmm. Um, I, so much, so much of it came from trial and error. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it is difficult in seasons. Like, I mean, but again, right. Is this a season or is this just life? Because mm-hmm. I've been in school for a very long time, but my reality right now is that I work full time. I'm in school full time. I have had to um, step back at times and say, okay, when I'm in scripture, when I'm praying, when I'm thinking about um, theological things, right, am I doing this for other people so that I can, you know, teach theology on my website or social media or what, whatever it might be, or even in the Bible college, right, Mm -hmm. that I'm teaching, but am I actually like, I spent all this time in the word, but is it for them or is it for me? Mm -hmm. And so that was one reality that I still have to remind myself on like a weekly basis where I'm saying, okay, I have to study. I have to do all these assignments for my theology courses and things like that. And I have to teach this class twice a week, but I also have to be in the word for myself. And so one of the things is prioritizing whether it's daily or weekly, like I'm not one of those people who says you need to spend 15 minutes every morning in the word. Like it doesn't have to be, mm-hmm. it, you don't have to spend an hour praying every day. Like I, I don't do that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, I, but I think if we can try to kind of lean in that direction and say, mm-hmm. okay, how can I connect with Jesus today and in this moment? And, um, and you know, it's funny, it, it, it just kind of reminds me I've been, I injured my back a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. like super random, mm-hmm. but I've been going to the chiropractor for, uh, for the last few weeks, like multiple times a week to try to fix my lower back again. Mm-hmm. And, um, and one of the things that he said, like he was, it was intense. He did these x-rays and these nerve scans. And he said, okay, I care about the symptom, right? I care about your back hurting, Mm -hmm. but we want to look at what's going on inside of you first and get that all aligned again. Mm -hmm. And so, okay, if your nerves are being pinched, okay, it might um, come out in these, this list of ways that you're seeing symptoms like headaches Mm -hmm. and neck pain. Mm -hmm. But the reality is it's actually in this area of your spine that it's messed up and your, Mm -hmm. your nerves are out of whack and all these things. And so but it's interesting because it reminds me of our spiritual lives too, right? Where we see these little things popping up here and there and, and whether it's symptoms of burnout or just stress or things like that, it could be anything, but um, getting back to the root cause of things and saying, okay, like how can I almost like preventative care, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> really like weird, dramatic way of saying that, but, but really getting back to this, like, how do we connect with Jesus? Mm-hmm. How do we keep our spirit in alignment with who God is um, and find our ident- identity in Christ so that we can operate out of wholeness so that we can be healthy people so that we can serve others. Mm-hmm. But it all comes from this place of um, getting back to the source. And so in a really practical way, just maybe it's just journaling every night. Right. But for Mm -hmm. me, it's usually, um, I enjoy journaling. I enjoy writing. So making sure I'm doing that in my own connecting with God and not just for other people. So it comes back to motive, but also how are the little ways that we can kind of work that into 
our daily routines and not just make it a checklist thing, right? Because that, yes. that can just, I don't know, it kind of um, undoes what we're trying to accomplish here, right? But getting back to say, how um, can I feed my spirit with the things of God, right? Mm-hmm. So. I love everything you just said. Um, mm-hmm. Because sometimes we can get into like the checklist mentality and think yeah. that, oh, just because I spent 15 minutes in the word and I prayed yeah. for 7.9 minutes and then <laughs> right. I sang a worship song and then I didn't talk to somebody in an unkind way. Yes. Yep. Check, check, yep. check, and check. <laughs> We're going to go. I'm a good Christian today. Today, <laughs> yep. I'm a good Christian. But yep. no, um, exactly. And it also... Um, I love, I love that you said that, um, you have to be intentional about filling yourself up for yourself yeah, um, and not just filling yourself up with scripture for the sake of spewing it out. It, and, yeah. and the reason why that stuck out to me is because, especially on like the social media situation, mm-hmm. it's really easy to be like, Oh, I got to share that. Oh, that's a good yes. one. That's a good post yes. right there. Right. <laughs> um, and there, <laughs> there have literally been times when I'm spending time in the word and I'm like, ooh, that, mm, I got to put that in my stories. And the whole thing yes. like, um, no, that one's for you today. <laughs> that's for you. <laughs> right. That's for you. Nobody else needs that right now except for you. So let that sit in your spirit for a bit <laughs> yeah. and just keep it to yourself. Be yeah. like Mary and ponder it in your heart. Yeah. Anyway, it's like um, the online version of sitting in church and the pastor says something really convicting. And you're like, ooh, yeah, that's for so-and-so over yeah. there. You know? Let me tweet that real quick. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, um, actually, I think that's for me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we are going to uh bring this episode, although I don't want to, I, I would talk to you all afternoon if I yes. could. Um, we're gonna bring this round to the ending here. And I would love if you would share some encouragement for women who are in a season of high demand, um, life, ministry, career, whatever. Um, who are like basically at the end of the rope, what would you say yeah. to them as a first step to, you know, just taking a break? Mm. I would say, learn the practice of rest, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> eat some food, drink some water and be yes. with Jesus. Right? Yes. <laughs> Do all these things, but you know, is, is, is there the option of shuffling things around? You know, like I think even just in a really practical uh, way. I try to do this every, you know, probably quarterly, like without actually saying every quarter I do this, but mm-hmm. every few months kind of reevaluating, what am I doing? Where am I spending all my time mm-hmm. and how do I want to be spending my time? Mm-hmm. Um, and then just trying to figure out how I can shuffle things around to make that happen. Um, and I think, I think one thing that's really important that I would say to you, whoever is listening, that your soul matters, your mm-hmm. heart matters, your relationship with Jesus matters. And so you need to prioritize those things. Um, get back to the source, come to him because he will give you rest. And if you want to, like, you want to serve God better, seek wholeness and healing for your life too. Because mm-hmm. I I know that you want to honor God with your life and and I think we would all say that. Um and I think ministering out of a healthy place or just living out of this place of health and wholeness is not just a good idea. It is crucial mm-hmm. um in order to live 
live a life that reflects who Jesus is to others. So if you want, you know, if we want to say it's the excuse of helping others, then let's, let's get back to, okay, the way we serve others is by also um, being connected with Jesus first and foremost, mm-hmm. priority number one, mm-hmm. um, because Jesus cares about your soul too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. Amen. Pastor Marissa. Amen. <laughs> Um, so how can people find you after they've been ministered to deeply through this conversation? How can they yes. find you? Um, I'm on all the social medias, <laughs> I guess. I'm on, I'm, my website is caffeinatedtheologian.com. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as caffeinated theologian, but my personal account is just Marissa underscore price on Instagram. But I, Instagram is like my favorite. That's where mm-hmm. I spend most of my time. So if you're in idea like me go find me there marissa thank you so much for uh spending this time with me yeah, thank this. you for inviting me oh, for sure i am so grateful you said yes and yeah. um it's nice to finally virtually meet you <laughs> and we will we'll be around each other somewhere on the internet That'll do it. We are done the series on burnout. I would love to hear what you thought about this series. So let's connect. If you're on Instagram, you can follow me at sis you're doing okay. Also, why don't you go visit my website? The address is www.sisyourdoingokay.com. Over on my website, you will find the notes for every episode in the blog section. Also, you can download a free guide about understanding unhelpful negative thoughts, which is something we all need help with, I'm sure. If you'd like to support the show, there are a few ways that you can do it. Here's the free option, five-star rating and kind reviews only. Let me know what you love about the show, how you found it, and what keeps on bringing you back to listen week after week. And then the paid option is you can buy me a coffee. Podcasting is a labor of love, and those late-night edits sessions are definitely helped with coffee. So click the link below in the description box that says support the show. It'll take you to the land where you can buy coffee a galore. Buy one, two, five, three, however many you want. Let your heart be your guide. Anyway, until next week, remember that even though life is hard right now, it doesn't always stay hard. There's an option for rest, but there is no option for quitting. So even though it might not feel like it right now, sis, you're doing okay. I'll talk